Hey. What's up, man? You know what's fun? No. Politics. No! We're going to be discussing some pretty serious stuff today, but I hope I can present it to you in a way that's not too intense or serious or complicated. Because if I was a politician, I'd try and keep things simple. Like... Vice President Kamala Harris simple. In fact, when I was like preparing to record this video, Podcast? I somehow stumbled upon this collection of clips where Kamala Harris is talking about the importance of Venn diagrams. Huh? And you guys, you guys know uh, Venn diagrams, you know, with the circles. Uh, so before we start talking about anything super serious, like nuclear warfare or whatever. I'm sorry, what? I just wanted to let you all know that we are in good hands. So here's our vice president. Remember Venn diagrams, those three circles? Right, and then let's just see where they overlap. You will not be surprised because I have constructed a Venn diagram on this. Remember those three circles, how they overlap? I love Venn diagrams, so I just do. Whenever you're dealing with conflict, pull out a Venn diagram, right? And so, you know, the three circles. And so I, so I, I asked my team, right, they're I'm fantastic. Out right now that he sees the Venn diagram of it all. He sees that there are those circles, and mm -hmm. maybe people seem that they're a little different. They live in different parts of the country. They may be different age or different race. But that area in the middle, that overlap. But I asked my team to do a Venn diagram of where these attacks are happening. So voting rights, women's reproductive rights, LGBTQ rights. And, of course, there was a huge intersection. You know, I asked my team to do a Venn diagram for me. Therapy, season three of therapy. Season three of therapy. So North Korea fired this ballistic missile. What? And you probably didn't hear about it because like me, you were probably at work. And when you got off work, you were probably just eating dinner. You were checking in on your friends. You were doing whatever. Yoga, I, I don't know what you're into. You were watching House of Dragon. I, I have no idea. But North Korea launched a missile, and the missile, uh, it was a ballistic missile, and it flew right over Japan. And, you know, luckily it didn't hit anybody in Japan. Um, that would have been, or, yeah, you probably would have heard about it. But the people in Japan, when the missile was headed their way, they certainly didn't know that it wasn't going to hit them. So uh, I just kind of want to talk about that a little bit and kind of how crazy that is and how crazy it is that you didn't even know that it happened. So today we're going to be referring to an article from NPR. Uh, the title of it is North Korea Fires a Ballistic Missile Over Japan. It's written by Anthony Kuhn. So North Korea launched an intermediate range ballistic missile on Tuesday. The flu over Japan for the first time in five years, the South Korean government said, triggering alerts across Japan. Tuesday's North Korean launch put U.S. military bases in Guam within reach. The U.S. government condemned the launch, and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan called his Japanese and South Korean counterparts to coordinate a response, the White House said. So we're aware of the fact that this happened, and we're quote-unquote condemning it. I don't really know what that means. We're just like, hey, why are you... <laughs> I'm trying to imagine what that sounds like, what us condemning this missile launch sounds like. It's like, hey, what are you, what are you doing over there? Stop that. <laughs> Why are you doing that? I don't assume right now that there are going to be any consequences. Actually, as I was looking this up, like if you look right now on Twitter, like today on October 8th, they're firing another missile. So like clearly whatever we said, like they don't, they don't care about. Uh, let me go ahead. Let me, let me pull that up actually live here. I'm not even going to cut it. So when, if you go to Twitter and you search North Korea, Japan, emergency alert. This is an hour ago. 
It's 1.22 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time as I record this. An hour ago, North Korea, this is from the... This is from the PM's Office of Japan, the Prime Minister's Office of Japan, their official Twitter account. Emergency alert, North Korea has launched a suspected ballistic missile. And then if you go to the thread, it says PM's instructions, dedicate maximum effort to gather and analyze information, provide the blah, 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 blah. Okay, the latest update is 45 minutes ago. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in North Korea right now. I feel like if there was a war, somebody would have told us, but... Let's just focus on the missile launch from the from the third, and I'll update. <laughs> I'll keep you guys updated before I uh, finish before I finish recording this all. Um, I'll make sure that I get the latest update on the missile that was launched again today. Jesus, I don't know what's going on in North Korea right now, but um, it's easy for North Korea to be like, "Oh, they're just test." I'm like, "Test for what though? <laughs> what what else are ballistic missiles meant to do besides like destroy your enemies? You know?" So like, who are we practicing for? I don't understand. I'm so off topic. So back to our NPR article. Japan's prime minister called Tuesday's launch, quote, outrageous, and said Japan strongly protested the action. South Korea's president promised a resolute response. Ooh. Both leaders said they would convene the National Security Council to discuss the situation. So between South Korea and Japan, they're like, we don't know why North Korea is wild and out like this. We don't know why they are firing missiles over our countries. Tuesday's launch was North Korea's fifth missile launch in just over a week. And the first time a North Korean missile has flown directly over Japan since 2017. So it's been pretty cool for the past five years. And now all of a sudden, North Korea just woke up. <laughs> Kim Jong-un just woke up feeling dangerous. When I woke up this morning, <laughs> I was feeling pretty dangerous. So after North Korea last tested a ballistic missile uh, this past January, state media said authorities had fired it at a high angle, quote, in consideration of the security of neighboring countries, end quote. In other words, to avoid sending the missile over Japan. So in January, they were sending missiles and they were like purposely trying to make sure they didn't go over Japan. But the missiles that they sent this week, they're just like, we don't care. We don't care. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, we sent it right over you. It's like, how is that not a threat? You know what I mean? Like, just imagine if that happened here in America. Let's, Let's say, say that China, China or whatever was just doing missile tests and you just walked outside your apartment and you saw a ballistic missile flying over your city. Like, would that not terrify you to no end? It's just crazy that they think they can get away with this. You can't keep <laughs> getting away with this. President Trump, and North Korean leader, you know, Kim Jong-un, in 2018 and 2019, they were meeting, they were talking. I remember seeing pictures of them together. It seemed like everything was cool for the time being. And this is actually where I have to, ugh, I hate doing this. People are gonna be like, oh, here he goes, closet Trump supporter. There was a moment where Kim Jong-un was getting kind of weird, just like how he is now, like firing missiles and talking nuclear stuff, whatever, whatever, ballistic missiles. And I remember Trump firing off the craziest tweet in the history of Twitter. Probably the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was the big red button tweet. But Derek, what is the big red button tweet? I'm not an avid fan of therapy. I haven't listened to all of your episodes. For the uninitiated, what I'm referring to when I say the big red button tweet, Donald J. Trump on January 2nd of 2018 tweeted the craziest thing I have ever seen on Twitter and I am not exaggerating at all. When I saw this, I, like many other people, were like, 
Wow, this might be it for us. This is from Donald J. Trump's Twitter. The sitting United States president, our commander in chief, I cannot stress this enough. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un just stated that the nuclear button is on his desk at all times. Will someone from his depleted and food-starved regime please inform him that I too have a nuclear button, but it is a much bigger and more powerful one than his, and my button works. Just to put that into perspective, (laughs) our president basically in a tweet said, oh, you're talking about nuclear buttons? I got a button too. The button's bigger. We got a nuke. The nuke's bigger. I'm better than you. My shape up better. My car faster. My drip better. My clothes fit better. My hose better. My tattoos better. I'm stronger than you. My bitch thicker than yours. My gun's bigger than you. I know. It's crazy. But that really happened. And do you know what happened after that? Nothing. <laughs> Back to the show. So it's just very interesting that now Kim Jong-un is wilding out again. And our people, our Jake Sullivan, the U.S. government, we're saying that we're condemning these ap- these actions, but they're still firing missiles like they don't care. And I just feel like if Trump was in office, he'd be like, y'all better cool it right now or we will blow you to smithereens. You know, that just seems like the type of thing that Trump would do. I don't know. I, I-, I have no idea. I'm not saying get him back in office. I'm not saying get him back on Twitter. I'm not saying any of that. All I'm saying is I didn't hear any of this noise. <laughs> when trump was in office so that's the story uh essentially uh north korea kim jong-un he's doing ballistic missile tests that are flying directly over japan and south korea with no regard for how scary that might be for the citizens of these countries and we are saying that we're condemning it we're saying that we partner with them and we agree with them that it's ridiculous and you should stop and what are you doing but Kim Jong-un just doesn't care. Like, he's calling everybody's bluff. And right now, he's kind of of making us look soft. So that kind of leads us into our next story, actually. So do you guys remember back in February of this year when Russia invaded Ukraine? And we were all very supportive of Ukraine. Like, why is Russia doing that? Like, what's the big deal? Leave them alone. What did Ukraine ever do to anybody? And everybody was posting yellow and blue flags, you know, all the emojis, hashtag... I stand with Ukraine, whatever. Obviously, I feel for the people of Ukraine, but I never post anything in support of them because deep down, I know that I'm not actually really going to do anything and I can't really make a difference by tweeting. So I don't even begin to pretend like my tweets are going to help. So, I mean, and frankly, things are still horrible over there and none of you listening have posted about it anytime soon recently like let's just be honest like ukraine doesn't occupy very much of your brain space and why would it like they're over there it's it's okay like don't feel bad and don't get mad at me for pointing it out it's okay i haven't really been thinking about them either you know, like i have my own stuff going on. i work 40 hours a week you know i'm trying to get married like it's 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 okay like you have a job too you're trying to feed your kids like we don't have time to think about ukraine but you would think that things are under control um at least if the United States is still involved. Unfortunately, it does not seem uh, like that is the case. So Joe Biden just decided to kind of let it slip that we could be headed for, let me check my notes here, Armageddon? Um, that's not exactly what you like to hear from your president. Uh, so let's kind of take a look at that, shall we? So CNN says, 
To learn that an American president is talking so frankly about the possibility of nuclear Armageddon, as Joe Biden did Thursday, is bone-chilling. It's also a commentary on the grave uncertainty over how Russian President Vladimir Putin might react to the increasing possibility of defeat in Ukraine in a war to which he has nailed his political survival. So, long story short, when... Putin invaded Ukraine back in February. I assume he did not expect to still be fighting this war in October now. So he's basically at the point where like, I'm about to blow the whole thing up. Yo, it's not <laughs> And funny. Joe Biden, for whatever reason, at this fundraising event in New York is like, oh yeah, that Russian-Ukraine thing, we might be headed for a nuclear Armageddon. What a strange thing to say, like very nonchalantly. And Essentially, he's saying that we know Russia has nukes and they might be leaning towards potentially using a small tactical one in the effort against Ukraine. And it's like, man, talk about a buzzkill. If anybody was thinking about getting lucky tonight uh, this, after this fundraising event, uh, it kind of puts a damper on the mood. We're talking about nuclear Armageddon. So, yeah, ideally, you would like to know what we're going to do about that. Um, I know that it's not necessarily our fight, but it also isn't not our fight because I'm pretty sure we sent Ukraine like $40 billion. And it would be kind of weird if they get nuked off the planet after we send them that money. It's like, eh, it's kind of like flushing 40 bill down the toilet. So, you know, I'll let you know if we have an update on that, because that seems like uh, it seems like something we should be keeping an eye on. Did you even know that this was happening, by the way, that we were talking about nuclear Armageddon and the fact that Ukraine's about to potentially get blasted, just totally wasted by uh, our, our, our boy Vladimir? Very interesting how... I don't know. I don't know. It's just a really weird thing to bring up at a fundraising event. Just be like, hey, can we just talk? Can we just stay on track here? You know, maybe maybe we don't get into the talk like that. We're trying to have a good time tonight. You know, just 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 give me some money. Or maybe you could argue that the money he was asking for is supposed to go towards the Ukrainian effort. I have no idea. Like, I, I don't know. Another part of the article I want to draw our attention to is a bit here where Biden says, he's talking about Putin here, quote, he's not joking when he talks about potential use of tactical nuclear weapons or biological or chemical weapons because his military is, you might say, significantly underperforming. <gasps> Damn, son. Are you, are you trying to roast Putin at this fundraiser while he is threatening biological warfare? He's like, yeah, that dude's military's trash. He's probably going to have to re resort to some real shady shenanigans like some biological warfare or a tactical nuke. That loser, his infantry sucks. He's probably just going to bomb him. Like, what are you doing? Like, Why are you saying this stuff? Is this not kind of a little bit more or less comparable to the, like, kind of insane stuff that Trump would just, like, kind of fire off in a tweet? But, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's it's because it's like you could argue that the uh, the big red button suite that I referred to, it's like, yeah, that's an insane thing to do, would not recommend. But at least other countries know that, like, um, we're not playing any games. But Joe Biden doesn't really give the impression that everything's under control. He's like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I got a guy that knows what Putin's up to and Putin's probably looking to do some wild stuff here. I wouldn't play with him, you know, when he starts talking big, he's he's serious. He's for real. He might really he might really hit the button. I don't want anybody to hit the button. 
<laughs> what are we going to do to stop this? Biden, do something. Now, I understand that Joe Biden, you know, himself is not the one that is making these, you know, military decisions. We got all these generals that I'm assuming are handling this stuff. The article continues. U.S. officials are concerned that Putin might consider the use of a small tactical nuclear weapon in Ukraine in a desperate attempt to turn the course of the war. The White House says it has warned the Kremlin that such a decision would be, quote, catastrophic for... Russia, but has not said publicly exactly how they would respond. Which makes sense. Like, we're not going to give away the game plan to the public. It's, it's none of my business. It's, it's, it's none of your business. Uh, value therapy listener, what we're going to do if Russia starts using nukes. But it would be nice to know that, like, we have a strong show of force. I guess that's the difference between, obviously, like a Biden and a Trump. Trump will come out and tweet, like, I dare you to do something. We will, like, end you. And Joe Biden's like, oh, don't worry. We got something for him. Don't worry about what it is, but we got something for him. And maybe that's a more tactful approach. But I just think that kind of the way that he spoke of it, like in jest at this fundraiser is a little, eh, I don't know. So, yeah, that's kind of what's going on there. Um, We'll absolutely let you know if anything else goes on. I got one more thing for us today. So would you mind if I smoked weed? Oh, ho, brother, ho, whoa, 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 nah. Okay, well, if your answer to that is yes, um, who do you think you are? The president? Uh, so Joe Biden came out, and on October 6th, which was approximately two days ago, he tweeted this. As I've said before, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. Today, I'm taking steps to end our failed approach. Allow me to lay them out. So... Joe Biden just decided, um, I don't know. Now, I'm no conspiracy theorist, okay? But I do know that uh, midterm elections are coming up. I believe uh, these elections take place in November. It is currently October. Why didn't he do this a couple of months ago? Why didn't he do it last year? I don't know. It seems like the timing is just, eh, whatever. But here's the thing. It's like, I'm not going to get mad or pissed off at Abraham Lincoln, like, because when he freed the slaves, like, I'm not going to be like, hey, man, I five weeks ago would have been awesome like better late than never you know what i mean so joe biden continues first i'm pardoning all prior federal offenses of simple marijuana possession there are thousands of people who were previously convicted of simple possession who may be denied employment housing or educational opportunities as a result my pardon will remove this burden great i love this fantastic wonderful second i'm calling on governors to pardon simple state marijuana possession offenses just as no one should be in federal prison solely for possessing marijuana no one should be in a local jail or state prison for that reason either cool so he's gonna hit up the governors and be like hey i know i said that this is gonna be a federal thing but uh i am you know kind of nudging you to take care of this on a state level as well thank you joe thank you third we classify marijuana at the same level as heroin and more serious than fentanyl that just makes no fucking sense i'm asking the attorney general to initiate the process of reviewing how marijuana is scheduled under federal law i'd also like to note that as a federal and state regulations change, we still need important limitations on trafficking, marketing, and underage sales of marijuana. Sending people to jail for possessing marijuana has upended too many lives for conduct that is legal in many states. That's before you address the clear racial disparities around prosecution and conviction. Today, we begin to right these wrongs. So now look, Joe Biden didn't write a single word of that, but I don't care. It really doesn't matter. If we're going to stop putting people in jail over weed, awesome. If we're going to let people out of jail for having weed, awesome. If you don't want kids to have weed, great. If you want to cut down on like huge drug dealers, awesome. If you want people to be taxed for this stuff, fantastic. Just stop arresting people for smoking dope. I don't smoke weed, by the way. But I mean, if it's legal (laughs) everywhere, dude. I mean, (laughs) like, (laughs) yeah. Enough of that. Let's go, Brandon. I told your ass be ready. 
You always got excuses and you know I be on top of things. Punctual my proper name. On the dot is not your aim. Although we in love, we are not the same. Uh, I hit you on that celly. You said you needed five, that was more than 12 ago. Claim you got your hands tied, time stuck like Velcro. Georgia Peach on east side, like it's ATL. Oh, you lacking, you tripping. 